0: Nothing I enjoy more than being a walking contradiction.
1: Now I'm an atheist with a guilty conscience.
0: You are going to be editing overtime this week.
1: Welcome to How We Sought, the weekly podcast where we take a topic and share our experiences with it. This week we are exploring fear itself. I am Mike, and as always, the super ego to my ego, the id to my lizard brain,
0: Aaron. What's happening, everybody? Hey, if you dig what we're doing, and of course we hope that you do, please leave us a review and then come over to our Facebook group and hang out. We release all of our episode info there. And if you'd like to check out my blog where I talk politics, go to thevoiceinbetween.wordpress.com.
1: I think this episode should come with a warning tag. When Aaron and I discussed doing this topic, we mostly focused on the fun and silly aspect of it. We realized that people have experienced true primal fear from very real and very scary situations. And I think if talking about fear and making light of it is something that might bring back those feelings to the surface, then feel free to skip
0: this episode. Yeah, we don't want anybody, uh, we don't want anybody getting upset. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Keeping You Sane?
1: So what's been keeping you sane this week?
0: Well, uh, you know, by my notes, it looks like I have a ton. So let's see how this goes. Uh, I have found uh, a new movie that I absolutely love. I don't remember if I've brought it up before. I don't think I have. Uh, hotel Artemis. Have you seen it yet? I have not. I love this movie so much. Uh, I don't want to give anything away, obviously. Uh, the premise is that uh, it's a hotel operates as a high-tech hospital but only for criminals Hmm. so you have to have like a special pass to get in it's like a think of it like the hotel in john wick like you have to be a member to get in and then you know uh she works on you and it all takes place during a um a riot and the riot which i didn't even know really what it was about until today when i watched it uh it's about a company privatizes drinking water Ooh. and and people are just like you know obviously up in arms and basically they're burning the city to the ground to 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 riot over this uh this privatization of water so I've yeah yeah exactly so I figure we're probably about I don't know three four years away from like a real life hotel Artemis situation. Hmm. Um you can check it out. I thought it was on HBO it's not it's on Showtime. Um, but it's got, uh, it's got Jodie Foster. It's got Dave Bautista, who I know you, like you say, like Dave Bautista and people are like, really Drax? Like, I, I actually think he's a pretty decent actor, Like he's, right. he's, he's good at what he does. Like he never tries to, he never tries to give you an Academy award movie. He just gives you a good movie, which I think is sometimes way more important. Uh, it's got Sterling K Brown. It's got, uh, Charlie Day. Sophia Butella, who is uh, she played the mummy in that god awful Tom Cruise movie. Aww. So not that we should hold that against her, uh, she was she was fine in this movie. She did she did quite well. Uh, but ugh, the mummy. Uh, Jeff Goldblum and Zachary Quinto. Uh, so that was Hotel Artemis. Which so I remember I the
1: trailer for it, but it kind of it just dropped off after. Yeah, was. yeah.
0: It never. Uh, I, and that's kind of how I was with it too. I saw the trailer for it. And I got really—I thought it was a cool idea—and I got kind of excited for it. And then I think even the local theater where I go, always go to catch movies, they had the poster up for it, but they never got the movie. Hmm. Like so, they were advertising for it, and they never got it. So I never got a chance to check it out. Um, for reasons that we'll we'll find out later in this episode, oddly enough. <laughs> uh, so I didn't go see it, and I blind bought it when it hit Blu-ray, and then once it hit like cable like now i don't even need the disc now i can just you know stream it kind of wherever um all right pluto plug uh i went kind of nuts in their martial arts movies section this weekend (laughs) it was uh yeah it was uh it was a very bad dubbing sort of sort of weekend they have a ton of jackie chan stuff they have a ton of bruce lee stuff uh they've got a ton of stuff that like i've never ever heard of But Which gives me more kind of drive to want to watch it, because it's not stuff I've ever really even heard of. They have all of the Flying Guillotine movies, though. All of them. All of them, including Master of the Flying Guillotine, which is the one that, like, you know, obviously is, you know, the one everybody kind of knows. Uh, I didn't think, usually you don't get both, like, you'll get a streaming service that'll give you, uh, like, They'll Give you the regular fine guillotine movies and then not Master. Like Masters always seems to be the hardest one to find, but they've got it. So thank you, Pluto TV. Holy shit. <laughs> um <laughs> it was kind of uh it was kind of an Asian horror weekend too. Like, I don't know, maybe it's uh changing of the seasons or something. Uh we watched the terror season two. We've been watching that, uh, which takes place, it's it's a ghost movie, obviously. Do you feel like every Japanese horror is a ghost is a ghost movie. Well
1: like not to be uh quasi semi cultural historian here, but <laughs> I think a lot of the Japanese lore does deal with spirits and that kind of yeah. thing, so ghost stories make a sense.
0: It's kind of their go to. Yeah. yeah. Um it I, which I'm fine with it. Like in terms of ghost movies, they they honestly do it better than than everybody, I think. Uh so we've been watching that. It's a ghost movie or it's a ghost show, obviously that takes place, uh, in the Japanese internment camps during world war two. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of a, it's kind of an interestingly relevant, uh, subject, you know, with the way things are going nowadays and it throws in a cool ghost story as well. It's like really, really well done. So it's uh, we ter- want like,
1: anthology where there's i guess so type things
0: yeah i I was wondering that too um because when they first started advertising for season two i was like well this doesn't have anything to do with british people on a (laughs) book like how are you going to make season two out of a show that wrapped everything up in season one uh but apparently yeah like along the same lines of uh american horror story Mm -hmm. it's going to be an anthology which i'm totally cool with uh if the, the, the first season was good it's like like i said it's british people st- like stuck on a boat so there's an element of stuffiness that you you ob- you obviously know is going to be there with that and and it did feel a little tired at times in certain episodes but I still liked it mm. uh this season is much much more interesting I don't know if it's the subject matter I don't know if it's the the ghost story aspect to it but whatever it is it's really kind of doing it for me um we also watched uh let's see these are off shutter uh, the Wrath, which is another. Go- I feel like, uh, these are all ghost movies. I'm just gonna say <laughs> all ghost movies. <laughs> um, the Wailing, another ghost movie, which I was pretty damn good too. I liked it. Uh, but I also wanted to recommend. I didn't watch it this weekend, but I'm planning on watching it again pretty quick. Uh, Train to Busan, mm-hmm. which uh, I have. I have zombie fatigue, like you have superhero fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, I got way played out on zombies. I think you kind of did too, didn't you? Pretty much. Yeah, like you'd, you'd bowed out of The Walking Dead long before everybody else thought it was cool to bow out of The Walking Dead. Um, Train to Busan is a fantastic zombie movie. Like, it's just an absolutely wonderful zombie movie. You wouldn't think that it would be anything different than what you got, you know, beforehand with every other zombie movie. And to some extent, it's it's not really like, I mean, zombie movies are all kind of the same same premise. But this is... Fucking fantastic and anybody out there that's like on the fence about whether or not uh they should watch this movie sit down and watch it i i highly recommend it uh okay so here's something that i found just before we logged on to record and let's see i gotta find this here so bear with me for just a second mike i found a casper van Deen movie that i needed you to know about I need to know all Casper. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's on uh, It's on the Showtime streaming service. It's called Chokehold. Now hang on here, because I got a picture. I can tell you exactly what it's about. <laughs> after, after the murder of her father by the Russian mafia, a young woman finds herself salvaging the family gym while searching for the killer. <laughs> the underground fighting world run by the Russian mafia seems to be the only lead and the path she must take for justice. She decides to put her dreams of professional MMA aside and fight her way through the underground ring of street fighting to avenge her father's death. Wow. Casper Van Dien is right on the the box. So I have to assume that he's either the Russian mobster or maybe he trains her in some capacity. Mm. Either way, Casper Van Dien.
1: (laughs) He is the man.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, I we can't talk about it, obviously, because you haven't seen it yet. Uh, uh, I saw it, too. That's all I'll say. I saw it, too. Mm. Uh, I really liked it. And that's I'm just acknowledging that I saw it. And then we can go back to this after you've seen it. <laughs> so that's what kept me sane. What kept you sane?
1: Well, I finally broke free of the grip of No Man's Sky.
0: Kind of. Kind of. (laughs) Does that mean I'm not getting a No Man's Sky update this week? You might.
1: But I am playing Final Fantasy VIII Remastered.
0: Oh, okay. That's perfectly explainable then.
1: It's basically just uh, enhanced sprites, and it's added some quick step cheats to the game so you can play through it without worrying about the strategy of leveling up and all that fun stuff. Okay. But I'm having fun with it. I always enjoyed the story and the game itself, and I, I love the junction system with the guardian forces. Yes. And the yeah. drawing magic and all that kind of stuff. That's a lot of fun, but with No Man's Sky, I got my VR headset back from a friend I loaned it to, and okay. added a VR setting to it.
0: Oh, no. So, so you really are in the game yeah. now.
1: The good news is it's a little too it's not optimized for VR, so it's hard to play for long. So I got okay. play for like 45 minutes before it starts hurting my eyes. Right. That's kind of kept my playtime down with it. Okay. So that's so I think it's a good way to yeah, yourself enjoy the game more, but not play yeah. it much.
0: Well, I mean, you had said that you were concerned that you were like burning way too much time into it. So yeah, maybe this will uh, keep it so that you still enjoy it, but it's not a constant.
1: Exactly. And I love the when you get into the vehicles, you're actually sitting in the cockpit because and without VR, it's third-person vehicles, but we'll yeah. cockpit with the VR set on. So I get to get in a little mini submarine and go underwater, which oh, I just that is in.
0: so cool. It's really cool. It's making me want to get a VR for my PS4.
1: <laughs> I found a wonderful mini comedy series on YouTube called Lucy and Dick. Okay. It's spelled D I C kinda of like the French animation company.
0: Oh, all right. Yeah.
1: It's from from We Made a Thing Studios. It's about a single girl and her companion robot. Lucy Gransberry plays Lucy and the voice of Dick the Robot is Ethan Merrill, better known as Ozzy Man Reviews, which is a huge YouTube <laughs> game. Which makes me surprised that there's only like 24,000 subscribers to Right,
0: you thought it would have caught on.
1: And it's only five short ep- episodes for the first season and it's a great watch that you could watch in less than an hour. It's that's very funny, very clever, and very cute. Cool. I'll check that out. So, yeah, that's definitely one of those shows that needs a little more traction. And I'd love to see a second season of it. Right. I hope no one has questions for me because I don't know if I've answered them.
0: <laughs> well, too bad. Mike, oh. I have questions. Damn it. All right, so I'm going to have to, like I said, uh, when I talked to you earlier, I got to phrase this so as to not give anything away with it too. Uh, given some of the complaints about the movie, I don't know how much you've read and what you haven't. Um, do you feel that, that, that uh, I'll say moviegoers, not all, but some, hmm. uh, don't tolerate villains being villainous anymore? Like, do we need... Do, do audiences need their comeuppance of the bad guy too quickly? Like, have we forgotten that kind of they, they need, you can't have, you couldn't have had the losers club if you didn't have Pennywise mm. doing evil Pennywise things. Like I feel like maybe, and, and, and please tell me if I'm wrong. um, People like the character so much that they forget he's supposed to be evil, right? What do you What do you think?
1: I think that's the uh, kind of the. I hope it's not the failings of the. I haven't seen it, obviously, right? But in the first one, I I really don't. I see him as a villain. I don't find the appeal. It's kind of like the Joker syndrome. Like there's no
0: appeal yeah. to
1: Joker. He's a villain and. Yeah, evil, which is alright. I mean, you're kind of catching the same flack with the new Joker movie. Because yes. people are worried that a bunch of know-nothing going nowhere teenage males are going to latch onto that character because he's speaking to their incel beliefs.
0: Right. But they would have latched onto a character like that anyway. They'd have found something else. I mean, they already
1: did with the Heath Ledger Joker. You know. Yeah, But for anywise and it it's just how can you it's the it in the book is the embodiment of fear it's an H, it's a Lovecraftian type entity from the cosmos yeah. and it's pure anger and fear it feeds off the fear and that's all it is it's evil it's pure evil there is no redeeming quality to it it's, right it's not some always the clown and i would dress up for for halloween and all this crap then you can't have both sides you can't yeah it's the fact that to do the character justice some things have to be done and they left in a part of the book that i'm surprised they did from what i've heard yeah
0: and that was some of the complaint that i've heard was that they left that in um but one of the other major complaints that I've heard, and I can actually tell you this one because it's in the original mm. one too. Um, there's that whole sequence where Pennywise refers to uh, Ben, grown up Ben as uh, when he says, kiss me fat boy. Mm. Um, they, they do, a, they do that scene essentially in, in this one too. Um as somebody who grew up heavy like i was i in you know in my group of friends uh, depending on who i was hanging out with i was the fat kid you know i was like i was big uh there's nothing more scary um as a kid to be like picked on for your weight like i'm sure there are other things obviously but for me because i was heavy there's nothing there was nothing scarier than being picked on my weight having somebody call me fat or gross or something like that. So I would assume and I can't speak to it personally because I'm still, you know, not thin. Uh as an adult if you were to have been the, the the fat kid and then had gotten, you know, healthier and thinner, I would imagine being referred to as the fat kid was probably something that would still scare you. Right, that's what I was going to say. Especially in the sentence like it where that they've forgotten everything about their 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 youth. Like mm-hmm. it's this is all stuff that's in the book like if you've read the book like now they didn't change anything.
1: And people are complaining as well they left out other bad things in the book that were special, Yeah. But arguably the scene they're talking about was just coke fueled and weird and misfire.
0: Yes. So. Yeah. I'm, it's a scene that I don't think deserves to be in the movie like it I would probably skip it in the book again yeah, if I read the book I totally don't pass right. those
1: parts but the it's just it's just people looking for something to be angry about I think is that what it is I really do it's it's got to, if you can't get mad about something real you have to make up something and start eating yourself yeah. kind
0: of Just like bad guys are supposed you know villainous characters are supposed to do villainous character things mm-hmm. if they don't then there's no there's no plot there's no so there's nothing pushing forward there's nothing making the story happen if all pennywise did was like you know just essentially the same shit he did in the first movie you wouldn't care mm-hmm. Like if he was if he was non-threatening and, you know, you know, just slightly uncomplimentary, you wouldn't care. He's not scary.
1: He's fear itself. He's evil. And trying. Yeah,
0: he's supposed to be. Yeah.
1: You know, he's the fuel of everything evil. And that was an evil act. So I think
0: like I like to think. Yeah, I like to think that movies like that in some instances and even the book. To a certain extent they're like morality plays to a certain extent right you see you see pennywise do these horrific awful things and say awful things to people and y- you remind yourself to not be like pennywise
1: mm.
0: you know i mean maybe i'd look too much into it but that's what i always thought the whole point of having a villain there was for. right he's your measuring stick for what you should never aspire to be as a person
1: mm i feel like that's the joker movie's getting a lot of flack for that too
0: yeah hey. yep hey people you're not supposed it. to like him the same people that are going to um that are going to try and you know idolize the joker in the new joker movie if that even happens mm-hmm. like i like that people are making a big deal about something that hasn't even come out yet um they're the same people that would have thought that, like the Joker and Harley Quinn, were uh, representative of a healthy relationship. Oh, this is my wife. Or, off, or, or, so or, or yeah, or or Mickey and Mallory from Natural Born Killers. <laughs> like you're not supposed to look up and want to be like that. Like, they love each other, do they? Like, is that what it's supposed to be? Because if getting cracked in the head with a mallet is your idea of a good time, then I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I understand the fear with the Joker movie and I I lend yeah. more credence to that than the act of violence it perpetrates or forces in, I'm assuming, the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So to me that it's just a villain of that caliber should be that evil. Yeah. There is no sympathy for him in evil happens to a lot of people and violence happens to a lot of people. It's yeah. if it, if it's triggering then you don't go to it, you know? I'm just,
0: yeah. That's the thing. Look it up online beforehand. Find out what's in there. I'm sure there's plenty of sites. that will oh, tell does you Does the
1: dog die.com. And you can, it'll, yeah, it'll that's right. The entire trigger, every trigger in the movie, it'll even for like Zootopia, if you wanted to you can find right. out what, Oh, I, I have a fear of, water buffaloes i can't go see this movie you know
0: right <laughs> and, so now you know
1: i don't need to make light of things but
0: no it's fine I, I assume that you know anybody out there listening that has a fear of water buffalo no i mean i mean their, their fear. that's not an
1: actual category i know i, I, I didn't want to come across that way but it's all in there and it's if we live in a society now where if something offends me or something makes me feel bad or something that you have to get rid of it you can't enjoy it and that's dangerous and not good for anybody
0: yeah now obviously there are certain things that don't fall on that list i think we would all agree that there are certain things that nobody should enjoy right right like but yeah it's like the whole thing with like stand-up comedy. Like I got to imagine it's hard to be a stand-up comic now. You gotta you tread a real fine line about what you can say and what you can't say and how you can say something and how you can't say it. And I agree. You know we shouldn't be we shouldn't be uh, overly going out of our way to offend people. But when it comes to art, and this means music and movies and books and comedy and anything like that. It's, good art should challenge. Right. Good art should make you look at your beliefs, and 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 think about them. And it should also open your mind up to other avenues of of belief. You know, like, and and maybe not an avenue that you take, but you could be like, oh shit, I never thought of it that way. That's fucking dumb. You know, like you can you can free to make your own choices, but you know you can't if you disagree with somebody, you you can't you you can't tell them that you know they can't have it because that's what we always complain about the religious mm.
1: people doing. yeah the cancel
0: culture you know like yeah cancel culture is a it certain things get you canceled i will be the first to admit to that but i don't think that those certain things ever didn't get you canceled right, right? like maybe we weren't talking about them and maybe we weren't admitting so much that they are a thing but there were people that knew you were doing some shit you weren't supposed to be doing and they fucking canceled you You know, Roman Polanski doesn't make nearly as many movies as I imagine he would have had people not been like, we're going to fucking kill you and you got to run out of the country. (laughs) You know, is it okay that people still work with him? No, absolutely not. I don't think that guy should have any kind of fucking career here, anywhere, anywhere, really, but especially here. And I don't understand why, you know, name actors work with him. I don't I don't get it. That, that part of cancel culture works for me.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, but there's, you know, there's a ton of celebrities that got, you know, even poor Terry Crews got dragged one time for saying something the wrong way. Right. You know, he phrased something on Twitter the wrong way. And then he had to come out and say, basically, like, nobody can learn anything about themselves or learn how to change what they're doing wrong if the immediate reaction is, you know, burn them at the fucking stake.
1: I don't completely understand the controversy because I'm not...
0: I don't a, even remember what it in was. In
1: the community. I'm talking about another thing. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Uh, ContraPoints who is a... She, she's a stand-up kind of... Well, I got stuck on stand-up comedy. She's not a stand-up comedian. She's <laughs> a YouTuber who is big into trans rights, is big into breaking people from the thought process of going to the alt-right, great on dissecting and tearing down the, the thought processes that go into it. And she's also mm-hmm. extremely critical of the left. And recently on Twitter, she had talked about how pronouns for certain non-binaries can make her uncomfortable and how she thinks that they should be done a different way. And all of a sudden she got dog piled on and, Basically, just left Twitter over it because she didn't want to put up with it. You know, here's someone out there on the front line fighting for everybody's rights of that nature, and she says something critical of the culture, and now you have to get rid of her.
0: Yeah, I like, and and that's this scares me as well because you said that you know it stemmed off of being well, not stemmed off of, but that that. Uh, is also critical of the left you know and i think that's a really important thing to do like if the people that you want to lead you are on the left then you should be more highly critical of them Mm. you know they, they should be held to a higher standard you should never be afraid to skew anybody on either side really like i think obviously like we we dog on the right on this show quite a bit um but if you brought up a like a you know a left-leaning idiot to me i would dogpile on them too you know like i would i would have no problem well no not even we've we've done it we've we've gone on numerous tangents about how awful bill maher is right. and there you go like he's a hard line left hmm. hard line anything is bad Hardline anything he is was just in the
1: news again for saying we need to bring back fat shaming <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh that's another rant waiting
0: there i know i know
1: anyway i'm not really afraid of bill maher <laughs> i am afraid of the dark well not anymore but kind of well oh yes i am anyway <laughs> <unless you laughs> have a super rare genetic disorder or have specific brain trauma and damage you likely experience fear As I mentioned in the intro, the rest of this episode, we've done mostly the fun spirit of fear. I hope we don't come across as disrespectful, but anyone who has experienced trauma of real primal fear, I'm talking about that real lizard brain fear, which can come from mm, many things that that we've been lucky not to be touched by. So we don't want to talk about them. We'll stop talking about them. So, Aaron, (laughs) did you have the normal childhood fears? What was it?
0: Uh, let's see normal childhood fears. I was uh, I was afraid of dark for a little while. I think I think like a lot of kids go through that though. Hmm. That's almost like the rite of passage <laughs> you know um, uh, and, but I can't honestly tell you that I got over it because I still sleep with like a TV on right. Right. when I like on nights when the power's out and I can't sleep with the TV on and have some um, kind of a noise no, and light on
1: or, I Buzz I, or anything
0: yep nothing can't fucking do it i absolutely can't do it uh so who knows that shit probably stemmed from like you know my early childhood fear of uh of the Mm. dark i don't know if i had any real other childhood fears like in all honesty a lot of my stuff didn't come on until i got older thank you Woo hoo! right (laughs) Hey, you've got the freedom to go experience life how you want to. What do you want to do with it? Can we get some crippling fears and anxiety? <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> uh Uh, yeah, like, I wasn't afraid of dogs or anything like that. Like, I wasn't really ever, like, afraid of animals. Uh, I'm pretty sure, no, well, this is, like, specific to where I lived. Um, the house that I grew up in, I'll say until I was in like first or second grade or something along that line. um, There was, there was a, like a dirt basement basically like a root cellar and you would go down the stairs, these old ass wooden stairs, like, you know, the kind that people inevitably die on in horror movies. (laughs) It was, it was those kind of stairs. You would go down and it would branch, (coughs) you would branch off to the left where my mom had like, uh, all her like canning stuff. She did a lot of canning, but then if you hook to the right, you could turn basically like right back around and you could go all the way to the back end of the house. And there was this room in the back. There was no fucking lights. I never, ever, ever went back there (laughs) because it was always kind of full of water. And I found out later on that my dad said there was a spring there and it was always kind of high, uh, but they would like pump it out. So it didn't get too, too bad. Um, But I swear to God, I came downstairs one time into the basement to get something out of the freezer or something, and I turned around and looked and I saw eyes coming out of there. And what it probably was, was like the light bulb reflecting off of the fucking, uh, reflecting off of the water in the back. But it scared the shit out of me so much that I swore I was never going back down there. And I don't think I ever did. I don't think I ever went back down there without somebody with me. I wouldn't go myself. Uh, So yeah. Like, and now in in like in retrospect like i would love to go see what was back there
1: yeah.
0: right like what the hell was back there like i you right exactly like comes up out of the floor oh ah! <laughs> come charging at me um like my dad said there was never ever really anything back there cuz they couldn't put shit there but like who knows maybe he was lying maybe that was where all the cool stuff in the house
1: right?
0: was <laughs> or like you said it was you know it <laughs> it's always it the lights i saw were the dead Exactly. Lights.
1: <laughs>
0: what about what about you
1: oh uh, definitely the darkness followed me and followed me well into my adult life until i moved in with my wife i was always uncomfortable in the darkness trying to sleep so i would sleep yeah. with the TV on but
0: yeah that worked out well when we lived together because like neither one of us were upset by mm, that
1: i mean I still catch myself getting spooked when it's completely dark and i think i see something
0: or uh-huh. i always have to yeah, fear that's totally a little do
1: demon child will be standing over me in bed
0: like right like you wake up as something and it's right there by your head it's always
1: the fear it's always a yeah it, if it was like a real full-size adult you'd be like eh, whatever killed me but if it's a child right not, i don't want to go out
0: yeah that's oh, no way no way big evil comes in little things man <laughs> it was one of the first it was one of the first things i said to the boy when he started to like get up and you know go to the bathroom at night, like without work, you know, he didn't have to wake anybody up to help him or anything. I was like, whatever you do, do not come to the side of the bed and just stand there staring at me. <laughs> because if I open my eyes and I just see like a tiny, cause you're just, it's not going to be him. It's just going to be some <laughs> tiny little shape next to my bed, right by my head. I said, I can't, I can't guarantee what'll happen. Like, I don't want to like, I don't want to flip the fuck out and like have you get hurt or something so just don't just don't do it i said like the foot of the bed is fine and just announce yourself but don't come up the side
1: do you have any irrational fear still
0: um well i clowns don't upset me near as much as they used to uh but they do still make me generally mm-hmm. uncomfortable Like movies don't bother me. I don't give a damn about that. I'm talking about like in person. Hey, look, down at the end of that hallway is a clown handing out balloons. And I will go to the farthest end of the hallway so that I can walk by pretty much, like, you know, guaranteeing I won't be accosted by said clown. And I didn't have like a bad experience or anything. They just, I don't, I don't know. When was the last time anything good got attached to a clown? (laughs) I can think of like four things that are bad with clowns, like right off the top of my head. And that's, that's too many. Like you don't get to come back from that. Really? Um, I would say that my, uh, my fear of flying is irrational because I absolutely have no idea where that came from. I used to really enjoy it. Um, my dad had a friend that had his pilot's license in a plane and in the summers, my dad and his like his childhood friend and I would go to like uh, block Island and Martha's vineyard. And he'd like, f- you know, he'd fly. It's like a 45 minute to an hour flight and we'd fly. And we'd hang out for the day and have lunch and then come back. Um, you know, white people <laughs> <shit>. uh, <laughs> hopefully I don't ever develop an irrational fear of being too white because I just put myself right on the list. Um, but we would do it like, you know, not every, fucking week but like you know over the course of the summer we would do it like three or four times um and i fucking loved it it was always my favorite he would bank the plane all fucking hard and you like you know you're looking out the side of the window but you're looking down at the ground and like he would stall the engine a little bit like he would tip the nose up and stall the engine so you'd get that like that you know seconds worth of like free fall (laughs) feeling which my dad hated he would be so pissed when he would do it and i'd be in the back like again again (laughs) so i actually i know i know i really fucking loved it um i think i think the problem is that i don't like big planes Mm -hmm. like on a little plane like okay if if something goes wrong maybe you can glide it in right like small plane crashes i feel like you get more survivors out of those really not always but it happens um big planes man if they lose their engines they have like all the aerodynamics of a grand piano like they just kind of spiral into the depth. <laughs> and i and and because i can't see the pilot in a big mm-hmm. plane like i get it bothered me a little bit like i was comfortable when i could see my dad's friend flying because i knew what he was doing i don't know what they're doing up there in that cockpit that door is closed and I've seen airplane enough times to know that they might be doing something wacky that's going to cost us all our lives.
1: Do you like Gladiator movies?
0: <laughs> Have you ever been in a Turkish prison? <laughs> <laughs> uh, That—that's definitely my one of my more irrational fears, and probably at this point, driving would be one of my more irrational fears.
1: I don't think that's an irrational fear. I—I I hate driving too, and I, Do you? I see how much people text and talk on their phone
0: yeah it really like it i was thinking about it today because i was like this is going to come up and i gotta i gotta at least think about like you know what it is about driving that i fucking hate because truth be told when you were when you were back home living with your parents and i would come up like every other weekend and hang Mm -hmm. out that drive from my apartment to your parents house which was probably like, I don't know, what was that drive like almost two hours, hour? Yeah. That was one of the best, like I love I lived Mm. for it because it was always in the summer and I would have the radio on and there was like, the windows would be open and you know, like you'd hit these vast expanses of like, you know, farmland, basically where there was nothing. And then it kind of dawned on me that the reason I hate driving is because of other right. people. I don't hate driving. Like, obviously if I, if I fully enjoyed driving back and forth to your place, you know, obviously it's the people that I don't, I don't care to it's be a tenuous
1: social contract. That they'll stay on their side of the line. And a lot of people right? take their side of the don't. line down the middle. You know, right. <laughs> it's, it's scary to see people coming into your lane all the time. And,
0: Even if it's just for like a split second, as soon as I see somebody like on like a sharp turn where like everybody shaves a little bit off, like I'll see somebody do it. I'll be like, stay right there, (laughs) fucker. Like I get all fucking white knuckled and tense. Like it's just not even remotely a relaxing experience. And listeners,
1: please get a dash cam. They are worth it. And they can help you out of a pinch if needed. So
0: also please use your directionals.
1: What are those? (laughs) <laughs> I drive a BMW, so I don't have them. I don't drive a BMW. No.
0: Well, yeah, they don't. Well, but they don't come with them anyway.
1: <laughs> I ain't that much of a yuppie.
0: <laughs> um, let's see. Irrational fears. I'm like looking at my list now. And I'm like, well, that could be irrational, I suppose. Uh, I am ridiculously afraid of dying alone. Like it is one of those things. Like I would file that under like the uh, the laying in bed at night with staring at the ceiling like you know when your brain won't mm-hmm. shut up i i worry about dying alone but i worry about it from the standpoint of like um like i worry about not being able to be there for people that need mm-hmm. me like you know i think about it, i'm like well, you know what would happen to mike you know he would have to he would have to do like that one final show you know or i think like you know but what about uh Like what? What? What about my dog and my cats? You know, like what about my kids? What? Yeah, I worry about just weird shit. Like I feel, and I, and then I worry about like missing things,
1: Hmm.
0: like events. Like, oh, you're not going to be there, and everybody's going to use that phrase. Like, well, he would be so proud. (laughs) Like, don't say that. Don't speak for me. Maybe I
1: wouldn't. (laughs) That was a pretty crappy concert,
0: (laughs) right? Yeah, that was fucking awful. Oh, your father would have loved it. I bet I wouldn't.
1: I'm I'm afraid of dying on the toilet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I blame Elvis for that, though. Like, I think hearing all those stories about Elvis dying on the toilet was just like, well, you don't want to do that.
1: I have also the irrational fear of flying things. I I love birds. I even have a pet dove. But even sometimes when she flies around, I have to suppress that lizard brain. The swatter, just that just...
0: tells you it's clearly a pterodactyl <laughs> coming in from your peripheral.
1: <laughs> I like, like a moth, and you know how I hate moths. So,
0: yep, you were scared shitless of bees too. I remember. I've gotten
1: better about bees. I
0: hate hornets and wasps. Well, those. I mean, everybody needs to hate those. <laughs> like
1: bees, I'm okay with now.
0: Yeah, bees are necessary. Wasps and hornets are just pain. They'll just wounds. sting you
1: for the hell of it. whereas...
0: Yeah, they don't care. They got nothing else going on that day and you happen to be (laughs) in the way.
1: Oh. I wouldn't call it... I'm not really afraid of spiders. I just don't want them crawling on
0: me. Yeah. You spent all that time living in Florida.
1: I was... I pretended to be afraid of clowns for the attention when I was little, but now I just let my family pick on me about it. Right. I don't really give a shit as long as their teeth are white something about if they're t- yeah even a little off white with that white face paint it just bugs me
0: it sets it off like everybody makes it like every bit of like nicotine tar on there looks about eight shades <laughs> <Exactly>. more yellow
1: <laughs> so do 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 laser whitening if you're gonna be a clown
0: please <laughs> please or 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 and hear me out don't mm, be a clown
1: too or just knock your teeth yeah. out
0: I feel like there's really it's not a career anybody wants anymore like I don't do we need it like I feel like if we got six clowns mm. that's enough like how many clowns do we
1: <laughs> well we got one in the white house but don't bump
0: but don't bump that's... that's
1: why not not not, not, not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I I have a fear of saying no to people Oh now. yeah definitely really 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 don't like to disappoint people
1: that's like shit I have to talk to my therapist about
0: <laughs> right exactly exactly It especially happens at work it doesn't matter like I'm not specifically talking about the job I mm-hmm. have now I'm talking about like any Brilliant. job I, I would do shit that I did not want to do simply because I didn't feel like I could say mm. no like I was scared of <laughs> saying no because I was sure if I was like I'm not doing that They'd be like, you're fired, get out. You know, like.
1: Well, the first day of my new position, people were asking me to do shit that I used to do. And I would.
0: Oh, wow. So you got like trial I would by say fire. Yes,
1: and then not be able to do it. So then I finally I realized, wait a second, I got the fucking perfect excuse. So I'd be like, uh, I, can do Dude, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. <with> somebody <laughs> else. <laughs> wow. And I finally figured that part out. But.
0: You lucked out. That's like a built in excuse.
1: <laughs> not my job, man. I can't yeah. do it no more. My codes don't work. My keys.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm also not very good about speaking up on my own behalf. Like, I have a fear of, like, uh, speaking up for mm-hmm. myself, which I imagine is maybe, like, to anybody that knows me, like, maybe it's a little weird because I, 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 ca- I try to come across like a fairly confident right. person. Uh, but in, inside my head, it is literally nothing but a. A sea of endless what ifs
1: irrational fear that any of those shower arguments come true
0: <laughs> oh god yeah. <laughs> have you ever have you ever had one of those and then gotten out of the shower and been like did I really fucking have that argument like, like you're so worked up you're like <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You're like I can't wait till they get home oh they're gonna hear about it for that <laughs> and five minutes later your brain's like you idiot <laughs> nobody stole that car you don't even have that car
1: have you ever been scared by a movie?
0: Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, it certainly hasn't been like any time super recently, but off the top of my head, I will tell you that I was, uh, quite literally terrified of the trailer for child's play when I was a kid. Mm. Cause they showed him running down the hallway and that scared the hell out of me. Uh, so I was scared of that movie before I even got to see it. um, I will say this one, but I'm not going to go into the story for why, because we've discussed doing an episode on this. But the very first paranormal activity movie this scared idea, me. It's
1: on my list. Oh,
0: yeah, watched, <laughs> I'm like not the idiot.
1: only one. <laughs> it scared the hell out of me. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. It, it, it was the subtlety yeah, it was, of it that worked. It was such a ramp. Like beautiful ramp. Yeah.
1: Such the art of subtlety, like you said. It's, it's lost. Well, we'll talk about it more when we do the episode. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, can't, I honestly, like, now that you brought up that it was on your list too, I was like, I need to fucking do this episode. Like, um, I'll see if there was anything else that scared me. Oh, uh, The Woman in Black, which is a British TV movie, I believe. Really long, fairly boring. Uh However, the woman that plays the woman in black is really fucking creepy looking. And there's this scene where she comes out of, a, I don't remember if she comes out of the closet or if she's at the end of the bed. And you know how British TV has to kind of try and do the most mm. with a little because they just don't have the production value on it. The way they made her move, she held so stationary and came right towards the camera, but in a slightly upward and over angle. So almost like she was arching up over you. And it sent a chill up my fucking spine that I've never felt before. And to this day, if I even see like a like a, like a fucking gif of that, it, or, gif what is it GIF or gif i'm old Is it's yeah. gif isn't it
1: i'm it's in GIF. that school
0: yeah GIF. GIF. I, I always it's fuck it up.
1: interchange formats so
0: <laughs> graphic yeah so it'd have to be g for though the creator yeah. says it's uh, gif so. yeah so he's clearly <laughs> wrong um <laughs> uh that that gif will will send me like get like a chill right up <laughs> through me and especially now that I live in an old house, like if we watch movies that have anything involving with like the house creepic, creaking or uh, like anything super atmospheric, uh, if, if when I'm hanging out, laying in bed at night, trying to go to sleep, my I got one eye open basically until I pass out from like being tired. Hmm. You know, shows like Unsolved Mysteries and stuff like that used to scare me when I was a kid. Yeah. It was the like the old photos that used to bug me, and like the mugshots and stuff like that, because that's not even like a movie. Like that's like, like you could you could go to the store and you could see that guy. That's true. <laughs> I just made it scarier for you, didn't
1: I? <laughs> I was afraid of uh, vans with no windows.
0: Like panel, like, yeah, like panel because vans? because
1: you told me that's what okay. uh, child abductors drove.
0: That's what the child was. It is what usually.
1: <laughs> so thank you for that.
0: Peter. I mean, I was, I was probably lying just to scare the. It scare wasn't that long ago. I, at the same time, I wasn't wrong. It wasn't wrong.
1: that long ago I saw one of those vans and I was like, I'm afraid of those vans still. It's all because right? of the and and,
0: and, and and maybe I wasn't lying to you because when I see a van like that, the first thing I think of is like, I hope there's no kid back. <laughs> like it's the first thing that pops into my head when I see a van with no windows is that something evil and nefarious is going to say it's probably just some guy going to work you know <laughs> probably just minding in his own business sipping on a cup of coffee maybe having a good day little does he know that the car like diagonal from him thinks he's off to like you know he's off hunting kids
1: just as free candy right he free yeah candy?
0: It's just yeah he's just a giver god damn it he's a nice man
1: well i'm afraid we've come to an end (laughs) Uh,
0: that was a man that was a segue in and a segue out wow
1: (laughs) i am applauding myself you should
0: you should let's take a let's take a moment and uh yeah that was a good job man (laughs) so all right that was the episode on fear irrational rational completely wacky in some instances uh I guess you can't really control what it is you're afraid of. You know, if you could, nobody would be really afraid of anything. And the horror industry would be dead. (laughs) No one would go see it. Nobody would go to amusement parks either. They would just ride on all the boring rides.
1: We'd still have Dinesh D'Souza movies to be afraid of. That's
0: true. That's true. And Alex Jones is still around. (laughs) Rush Limbaugh. But those are subjects for hopefully never ever (laughs) uh we hope you enjoyed it uh we hope that uh you know if you could you stuck with us on it and if you tried it out and you weren't sure i hope you liked uh mike if the people wanted to find you on social media where would they go to do it
1: they could find me on twitter where i like other people's more intelligent comments and i am at medic five by five spilt out
0: and if you wanted to find me on Twitter, where I also like other people's much more wittier comments and retweet pretty much anything Mike asked me to retweet, uh, you would go to A. Thomas 1978. We will see you all next time. Mike, say goodnight to everybody.
1: Goodnight, everybody.
0: Later, y'all.